Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's going on, everybody? This is episode three of the Load Management Podcast. I'm Chops here in New York City. We got Adam out in LA. What's up, Adam? Hola. How you doing today? We're doing all right on a uh, Monday fresh off of a scintillating performance from Luka Doncic in Staples Center. This is the worst Monday of the year. Do you know why? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I was following along on Twitter as you bitched and moaned as the Browns laid a dud. No, 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 no. Not because of that. This is the worst Monday of the year because coming off Thanksgiving break, a full work week after Thanksgiving break is just awful, and I hate it. Oh, well, you should be well-rested. Yeah, well, I am well-rested. A week in Cleveland last week. Uh, we have, Adam, we have, Zion, we have Zion, our complex sports social editor with us today. He's going to be chiming in. All right, tough guy. Welcome up, aboard. Y'all. Glad to be on with you, Sue. You know, it's All about right. time. About time I made my debut here. Okay. We, we should have waited to bring him on. We, a, a Net, we let a Nets fan on the podcast three episodes in. Brooklyn. All right. You're from yeah. Long Island. Yeah, <laughs> Please keep your awful Nets takes to yourself during this podcast. Yeah, we we don't want any Spencer Dinwiddie takes on here. I'm just joking. Although Spencer Dinwiddie, come on the pod. Yeah, come on the pod. Actually, uh, sp- the week. speaking of my uh, come on the pod invitations, have you guys noticed what I've been doing? Every time OJ Simpson tweets, I I tweet him, come on the pod. The last one got like 24 likes, so I feel like we're close. Hey, just know, everybody listening, OJ Simpson, is not. we do not support what he's done in his career. Nobody supports that. Don't listen to Chops saying this is only this is a Chops thing. This is a Chops thing. OJ Simpson is a Chops thing. OJ, come on the pod. It would be good for ratings, though. I mean, yeah, I, deny that. I will go to Las Vegas and find OJ Simpson. That's the my other, goal in life. The other thing too, I will say is that um, you know, for the listeners, we were scheduled to have a guest. Um, there was a late cancellation. We're not going to throw anyone under the bus, but uh, hopefully this, this time. This time, yes. Um, but yeah, we had a late cancellation. We were supposed to have a star-studied individual come in and offer up some hot takes, and hopefully that individual will be back in a few weeks. But we had a late cancellation on the night before the podcast tape. So, yep. our, our apologies, but yeah, they uh, the the guests. Following up what we had last week with AI, which again was an awesome episode, and we were so grateful that he came on and just and brought it. We'll continue in the following weeks, so just stick with us. Yeah, and we, you know, we appreciate everybody who you know tuned into the AI episode. That was a big moment for us. That's kind of what we want to bring with this podcast, like real, unfiltered conversations about sports. Get into the the real shit that these guys want to talk about athletes, you know, and me and Adam want to give our opinions and kind of share our thoughts on stuff. And so it's going to be kind of a good mix of that. And, you know, we're excited to uh, continue this journey with everybody. We have a lot to talk about today because, you know, during the AI episode last week, that was pre-recorded, so we didn't get into get too much newsy stuff. But I think we should do a little NFL rundown, our little load or unload segment, you know, or kind of our buy or sell kind of version type thing. We have to start with my Cleveland Browns. I, I, I don't even know where to start. I feel like I'm, I'm like close to tears. Like yesterday was a top three most disappointing days of my sports life. I think. 
That is that is ridiculous. Number one, but number two, as a as a follower of two horrendously dysfunctional and awful franchises back in New York, you who follows a similar one in Cleveland should know and expect that these teams, these franchises, just perform terribly in these situations, offer up duds, and when they have these rivalry games when they really mean something, never, never bring it. And you should have seen this coming a mile away. Here's my thing. It's more about. This is like my eulogy for the Brown season that should never have been. Um, I Freddie Kitchens is maybe the worst coach in NFL history. I'll say it. Like, <laughs> like again, as a Jets fan, I can count you on that he, one. But go ahead. He, he no, he makes Adam Gase look like Vince Lombardi. I'm not even talking about Adam Gase. I'm talking about like in the '90s. <laughs> Pat Shermer, yeah. <laughs> this man, how do you wear? I wasn't even mad about this at the time on Saturday night when I saw it. How do you wear? A freaking Pittsburgh started it shirt and then go out and show up like you did against the Steelers on Sunday. If you're going to wear that shirt, which I had no problem with at the time, you have to deliver and you have to back it up. This man went out and he <laughs> he went out and coached one of the worst games I've ever seen in NFL as a Browns fan. And I lived through Hugh Jackson, who won two games in, in two years or a game in two years, whatever Hugh Jackson did. And for the fact that Freddie Kitchens, man, like it's just so demoralizing because I thought this was it. That's the worst part about this Brown season is I thought this was it. Like this was finally our time that we were going to be the it team and do what we were supposed to do. We had all the talent. We had the quarterback, everything. And man, just about everything for the season that could go wrong has gone wrong. But that's shame on you again for being a Browns fan who is. You're going to shame me instead yeah, of the franchise? Because, yes, I'm shaming you because. Why is it my fault? It's expectation. What did I do? If you root for a shitty team like the Cleveland Browns, it's the same thing with the Jets as a Jets fan. It's like you know that they're going to never perform the way that they're supposed to. And every time they have high expectations, they fall flat in their face. And if you didn't see them hitting their season under or not coming close to the playoffs or just failing to perform in these key spots from a mile away, again, you're a fucking idiot. It's the Cleveland Browns. Their history and their notoriety is they perform like shit in all these spots and never can sustain any sort of success or carry over high expectations. Freddie Kitchens was an amateur or, or head coach with no previous NFL head coaching experience. and you have, He's a loser. That's what Freddie he's, Kitchens he's is. He's in over he's his head loser. clearly big time. Although I will say his, his press conferences because of how honest he is and how emotion he does get are entertaining, but he's not an NFL head coach. That's number one. Number two, if you didn't see a Baker Mayfield kind of coming back to earth a little bit in his sophomore season. Regression. regression, So sophomore slump, I would call it. There you go. Sophomore slump regression. More appropriate SAT word right there. Um, Again, you're an idiot because that happens all the time in the NFL. Teams figure out they have more game tape. They can can game plan around you and you would expect that. And also with Odell and Jarvis and that kind of dynamic and everything else, like if you didn't see dysfunction and missing expectations and not coming close to hitting their season total over and sniffing the playoffs from a mile away. As a Browns fan as you are, you are a fucking idiot and deserve to feel low and I, depressed right now. Honestly. I can't, I can't believe I'm getting blamed for the Browns being bad. But I'm not blaming are. you. I'm saying you should, again, it's like have expectations set and don't set yourself up to be depressed over what you know is a is a loser franchise with a loser mentality that can't get over that. Ever. Lo- losers. I mean, you were telling us before the season you're going to be 10-6, like... And I was. All won. I was, said AFC Championship we, before this season. I, I was telling you guys last week they were going ten and six. Oh my goodness! I I'm a loser. They're losers. All losers. It's loser Monday. 
no victory Monday. It's loser Monday. It's it's typical in Cleveland, though. We know that. Uh, no, we there was that. a championship. Calm down over there. Yeah, yeah one time in 50 years, pal. <laughs> yeah, and I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my, you have to. I mean, yeah. Here, here's, my thing, here's my thing about the Browns. It's about to get so much worse. Odell and Jarvis were screaming at coaches yesterday on the sideline. Odell has not, out of 10 out of 12 games this year, he's not reached 100 yards. Hasn't reached it in, I think, six games. Longest streak of his career. It's about to get ugly. We're about to see media leaks. We're about to see people throwing each other under the bus. That's what happens when teams with high expectations don't reach them. People start blaming people. The starting safety of the team was not active this week because he missed practice. On a playoff hunt, he just skipped practice. I've never heard of NFL guys skipping practice. Like, that all goes back, in my opinion. Obviously, the organization is dysfunctional. They've been dysfunctional forever. But that goes back on the head coach. That goes back on Freddie. He has no control of this whole situation. And when you do shit like where a Pittsburgh started it shirt, it's just clear that you have no grasp on, like, what you need to do and, and what your job is. And it's just so frustrating. And mostly I hate myself. Because I allowed, like you said, I allowed myself to buy into these losers, and I feel like I, I I should have clown makeup on right now because I'm a clown, I'm a clown Zion for 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 letting them do this to me again. I'll and, and here I am. I'm gonna say that I'm never gonna buy in again. But if they fire Freddie and whoever they hire and he does his press conference, you're gonna see me on Twitter saying, you know what. This this is it. We're back. We're back, baby. And and you know what? I'm gonna. You guys can call me a clown then, and I probably will be. But yeah, unload, unload the Browns. I hate them. I hope this season ends. Uh, fuck fuck them. I just I don't All know right. what else. I don't real, know what else to say. All right, real quickly here. We know that Freddie Kitchens is gonna get fired. That's like everyone I hope. Can see that. I no, hope everyone, that's definitely gonna happen. That's they better happen. have. Uh, you, my, guys, you guys, you guys, you guys will see me go scorched earth. But my question on for you every as a medium, fan, if they don't, what what's okay. up? Okay, the question is, do you want them to keep Odell? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's. I don't. I don't know. I, I, he's not the problem for sure. But like, do they know how to use him? Like Jarvis has been a better receiver. This I don't know. I think. I think we need a better coach and a better system before we judge any of the players on that level whether they should go or stay. Type. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like we need a degree. we need a better system before we say get this guy out of town. Keep you, do you know how many the Browns have one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL? Do you know how many carries total Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt had in the second half yesterday in a game that was tied ten to ten in the second half? Six <laughs> total. Nick Chubb is second in the NFL in rushing, and he had two carries in the second half. Are you serious? I'll just say I, that you guys lost to a quarterback whose first name is Duck. So no, that's, his, that's, his, that's I really... think his first name is Devell. Shout out to Devell. Well, <laughs> well, I mean the nickname is Duck, and he was going by his NFL he was name throwing, is Devlin. Duck. Devlin, yeah. My, shout out to Devell and the Complex LA office. But he was throwing up Ducks, and our corners were just getting beat by uh, – I. Yeah, but the thing, the thing with, with Odell is you should have seen this coming. Everybody should have seen this coming. They have too many weapons in Cleveland – to share that ball around. Even even on the Giants, even though he was complaining, Odell was getting the rock most of the game. 
Yeah. He he was complaining he was not happy with his he wasn't happy with Eli Manning as his quarterback, obviously. But Eli Manning was still getting him the ball enough where he's putting up mega numbers. Baker don't even throw him the ball. And don't even look at him. Baker he just, just ignore him. Baker throws to Jarvis the whole game. I don't know. Tony Romo said that they're not running correct routes when we played the Patriots. And then yesterday, Jarvis had an amazing catch. But if you notice, Odell was, was right, right next, next to him. To him. What route right is that? Next to him. that? That's not supposed to happen. I'm not a wide receiver coach. That's not supposed to happen. I'm yelling. I'm sorry. All right, okay. Can we move on to teams yeah. that actually matter? Yeah. Well, okay. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk. Uh, not back. this Cleveland propaganda. It's not propaganda. It's sadness. <laughs> it's my life. We need to. I have nothing in sports right now. You guys don't seem to care. All right. We uh, don't, actually. Yeah, I know. No one cares. Okay. So moving on. I feel like this has been a talking point for the last three years, and it never seems to matter. Is Tom Brady washed? That's that's it. That's the question. The Patriots lost last night. They lost to the Ravens earlier this month, or earlier last month in November. Kind of embarrassed in both the games. Brady, uh, since week six, only has six touchdowns, or five touchdowns, four interceptions, completing around 60% of his passes. Uh, not very good stats. I feel like every year we say Brady and the Patriots look washed, they look done, they look old, and then what do you know? They show up in January and they go on the road and they win the Super Bowl. Exactly. That's why you should unload this this unload. This stance so you're right not here. You're, you're not buying that the no, Brady's I, washed. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he did not look good last night. It hasn't looked good in a while, or you know, last several weeks. But if you look at the Patriots personnel. Um, his receiving core, aside from Edelman, is kind of a joke right now. I mean, Sanu had that bad drop on fourth down last night, but Brady, I mean, the talent won, Brady level, wanted yeah. to kill him. Yeah, I mean, he should have caught that ball, but like the talent level is not what it used to be, and you need talented people to pick you up a little bit here and there. And obviously, good quarterbacks make their teams even better, and Brady should, but there's only so much you can do with the personnel around you. <laughs> well, now, I mean, other others also. But, yeah, it's like it's the idea that every year, like you said, Chops, it's like we've had, you know, Brady goes through these weeks or maybe a month in the season where he looks terrible, looks old, and we wonder if this is the end and he's going to fall off a cliff the way Max Kellerman predicted a few years ago, and it never <laughs> happened. So, Hell of until- a take. Well, yes, it's one that he's going to die. He's going to he died on a long time ago. But it's like every year we do the same shit and debate whether he's done. And he's never done because he still finds ways to to pull magic out of his ass and carry the Patriots deep into the playoffs. So until Brady is concussed the way we saw of Montana back in the 90s or his leg is severed or something like that, like I'm never going to rule him out and never going to call him washed. Yeah, I, I just I don't think it's worth it because even if I think that he might be washed, I don't want to wind up on like Bill Belichick's like championship video in June. Like, oh, here's these assholes talking about the Patriots suck and Tom Brady's washed. Oh, and they just won another Super Bowl. Like, until they lose a playoff game and like Brady's like, okay, I'm done. I'm leaving. It's over. I'm not going to buy the fact that they're washed because that defense is too good. Even though they didn't look very good last night, Deshaun carved them up. Uh, they have what it takes. And it's looking like. Well, they did lose the number one seed last night, so that's that's important if they have to go to Baltimore for a potential AFC title game. Speaking of Baltimore, they had a big win yesterday. Lamar is looking like the front runner MVP. I I came around like I apologize to Lamar Jackson on wax. I was a critic of his. I doubted whether he or not he could be an elite NFL quarterback and stay healthy, all that shit. And I look like a clown again. This is the Chops Clown episode, apparently. They beat the 49ers yesterday. It was a close game. 
I think the 49ers proved some critics wrong that they stayed with the Ravens. But, Adam, are the Ravens the Super Bowl favorite? Not AFC favorite, Super Bowl favorite right now. Uh, yeah, and Vegas believes they are right now because they have the lowest Super Bowl odds on the board. So, Factual. I mean, clearly it's, you know, what he's been doing is ridiculous. I'm not going to, you know, continue to add accolades to what he's done because we've all seen it. It's been incredible. It's been amazing. He broke guys' ankles like crazy yesterday. Well, I feel that was Adam, slippery. Adam, are, are, are you a Lamar hater? No, so it's don't don't accuse me of any of being a Lamar come, come, hater. Come to the Lamar is God side, like me and Zion. I, I think I, he's I, been I, inc- I He's been incredible. If if you think he's been anything less, than you're a fucking idiot. But yeah, it's like of course the Ravens are the Super Bowl uh, favorites right now because they've looked incredible and they're doing crazy shit and they're rushing the ball in ways that we haven't seen in a long time in the NFL too, and so effectively. So, yeah, it's like they have with Lamar right now, who should be probably the second unanimous MVP as long as he doesn't fall flat in his face. I want to say in December. Unanimous. That's not you. That's man. tough. Because it's until, tough. It's only happened one time with Tom Brady, uh, I think, in 2010. But like, who else still, right now is going to siphon off Russell yeah. Russell votes? Is still very much yeah, but all right. So, but here's my contention: if 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 Lamar keeps up what he's doing in the final month of the season, and the Ravens end up 14 and two, how are you going to pick someone else to give a yeah, first if, place if, vote okay. to Russell, Russell if, Wilson? If the Ravens do not lose another game and Lamar stays on this pace. Yes, he's the MVP. He has to be unanimous MVP. It won't be. No, unanimous. he's going to be MVP right now. But like he, I'm talking about, he is on the verge of again a few more signature performances, a few more awesome stat field performances, and the Ravens blow out their opposition over the final month. Like you're talking, I think potentially, and you'd have to take obviously a bit of a heat check around the NFL. The guys actually vote on it, but why wouldn't Lamar be a serious unanimous MVP candidate? Because they're obviously like it's hard to be unanimous. I'm giving you hypotheticals here. It's like this has to happen, that has to happen. But yes, I think yeah. if it does, which can realistically happen, but, he should be seriously considered as the second ever unanimous NFL MVP. When did Brady the 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 I looked, at, I looked last year, night the, the undefeated was, year it happened? Yeah, it was yeah. 2010 when he was the, uni- the only unanimous okay. MVP in NFL I, history. My thing about Lamar is yes, he he he's the front runner for MVP right now. I don't think he would get that unanimous vote because I feel like some people won't vote for him because of the system and the defense. Greg Roman's system, the way Harbaugh coaches, I feel like some people might say, well, Russ is better at this kind of thing. You might see some McCaffrey votes in there, like just because he's oh, doing. Oh Jesus Christ! I, no, yo, come on, pe- people make no, dumb I know decisions. Again, people make dumb, dumb decisions. Uh, they do. I'm, the media sometimes votes very idiotically, and they want yeah. to kind of make stands and, and make uh, you know statements with their votes, and it's just stupid. It's like again, if this guy doesn't fall flat in his face, which how is he going to the way he's been playing, and just puts up respectable to good, especially if he puts up great numbers. Like again, I don't see how you can actually justify voting for anybody else. Anybody else. For MVP, but watch some idiot writer here and there will yeah, vote for someone else. You would think so. I I think he's the front runner for MVP. I think Russ could get it close. Obviously, we're recording this before the Monday Night Football game, and you know, so we'll see how that plays out. The Ravens still got to play the Bills, and they got to play the Steelers again. They play your Jets. Like how, they play your Jets. I know. Could the Jets? Uh, could the Jets end Lamar's MVP bid? No, because I'll give you the quick uh, deplorable <laughs> Jets stat real quick that uh, that was was mind blowing yesterday. The Jets became the only team in NFL history to give two teams with worse than an 0-7 record their first win in NFL history. That's, that's like a, that's stupefying. That's the impressive. The only team in NFL history to give two teams in the same season their first win when they were at least 0-7 or worse. That's impressive. That's, yeah, it's impressive. That's that's dysfunction and, and stupidity and just shit play calling. 
strategizing and just being a clown organization at its finest. Shout out to the Jets. That's that's actually <laughs> that's actually like more impressive than not impressive. So shout it's out to them. incredibly impressive. Yes. So so. Uh, the Ravens' opponent yesterday, I mentioned the 49ers. I've been a big critic of the 49ers. I'm not a Jimmy G guy. I think he's a definition of a system quarterback. But that defense is very legit. We saw it yesterday. They did give Lamar some troubles. He didn't go off like he did against a lot of other teams this year. Uh, the 49ers ended up losing on a last-second field goal. However, are they? they seem pretty confident that they're the team to beat in the NFC. Are they the team to beat in the NFC? Who else, I who else are you gonna put up there? I like the Saints. I think that the Saints have a all around team and a better quarterback when it comes down to it. That I think the Saints are a better team than the 49ers, but I think it's very close. Well, Vegas would agree with you right now because the Ravens, who are the Super Bowl favorites according to Caesars right now at five to two, the second choice is the Saints at seven to two. So I think I think your line of thinking is sound. I, when and it comes down, the books, the books are with you too. When it comes down to a playoff game, who do you trust more? Obviously, Breeze. Well, yeah, you're trusting isn't, that's been isn't there, the, the same Drew Breeze. He's not the same Drew Breeze, and he struggled in the playoffs last year. He looked a little washed. I would still trust him and Kamara, Michael Thomas. Over that 49ers offense and Jimmy G, but Shanahan is a really, really good coach. I think he can scheme up some stuff, and that defense is crazy legit. I mean, they're legit. I would definitely give them their credit for their great season, but they're not even my second option. They're not my third option to win the NFC. I'm still going with Aaron Rodgers. If, if, uh, I, see, if I see the Packers versus 49ers in the playoffs, I'm picking Aaron Rodgers. If I see the Seahawks versus the 49ers, I'm picking Russell Wilson because experience matters. They have rings, and they turn up when, it, when the lights are on. I think I think the Seahawks are a fun are, – are the sleeper team in the NFC that I like. The thing about the NFC, it's brutal. Everybody except for the NFC East – is it? Yeah, like, like we we <laughs> the Cowboys are going to get into the playoffs at like eight and eight, and 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 host a playoff game because they won the division. I feel bad for the wild card teams in the NFC. Uh yeah, I I agree with you. I don't know the 49ers wrecked. Well, I think you're, the you're 49ers neutral. wrecked the Packers. They wrecked them, yeah. but you, you got to look at it. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs with a game plan now of how you played against them. He's a bad man. We know that. Come yeah, on. He is. He is, but... Your initial question is, are the 49ers the clear-cut team coming out the NFC? They're not. And to play our game here, you have to unload that because it is it yeah. is very wide open, even though they have looked dominant defensively at times. You have to unload it. Yeah, and I think it will be interesting. The NFC is going to be a bloodbath in the playoffs. The AFC will, too, because I think people are sleeping on the Chiefs big time right now because the Mahomes injury, the defense. But I think that, man... Whatever, whoever gets the second seed in the AFC, that matters because they're going to have to play the Chiefs in the divisional round. That first seed matters in the AFC this year. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, uh, I think people are sleeping on the Chiefs. I, I agree the Ravens should be looked at as the favorite right now, but that Chiefs team, I, Mahomes is just, Mahomes, Mahomes beat Lamar this year. The Chiefs beat the Ravens. The Browns did too. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> two teams beat the Ravens this year: the Browns and the Chiefs, <laughs> of all people. Yeah, I think the NFC is going to be. If I were betting right now, if I Adam, if you had to put a bet on an NFC team right now, who would you do? I would do the, the Super Bowl to, to make the Super Bowl, not to win. 
to make the Super uh, Bowl. I, mean, I would there's pick there's the Saints. Different odds, but I mean, yeah, I'd probably lean towards the Saints, who are my pick to come out of the NFC anyway. So, what I are the Packers odds? The Packers odds are probably juicy right now. Uh, they are, I believe, ten to one. No, oh. they're lower than that. I'm sorry, they're lower than that. They're probably thinking the fifteen to one range. That's juicy. That's juicy. You guys forget Aaron Rodgers, man. He's a. I mean, yeah, he did wreck your Giants yesterday, but everybody does that. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, should we talk about basketball? Yeah, let's move on to the association. Obviously, uh, Adam, you've been to a lot of games recently. I saw three or two Cavalier games in Cleveland last week, and, uh, yeah, that that's all that needs to be said. <laughs> no deep dive analysis. Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, fucking Spencer Dinwiddie. You know the Cavs didn't get Luka Doncic because of Spencer Dinwiddie? Why? They had the Nets pick, and they were one pinball thing off Whoa. and Spencer hit like four game winners that season <laughs> so they did yeah so the Cavs are, are a terrible franchise yet again because Spencer Dinwiddie so I have a reason to hate him unlike some other people but yeah how far into the NBA it's December people start caring about the NBA right now you're we're gonna f- get you're a few games away from here the quarter the mark of the NBA season, season. We're, we're getting close to the NBA when people other than Zion really start to care about the league and we'll get to that after we talk about some of the newsy stuff in the league right now. But, Adam, you had a chance to see Luka versus LeBron, Mavs, Lakers at Staples. I think that we have three legit MVP candidates in that game. I think the front runner, LeBron, Dark Horse AD, and then maybe everybody's favorite player in the league right now, Luka. Uh, uh, how, how did you come away from that game? Well, I wouldn't order it that way personally, but I mean, what I came away well, from the I game. Well, I would, pal. Well, we can have that debate shortly, but um, I, what I came away from that game was that you know we saw Luca in the first half kind of struggle, and it was a bit of a grind trying to put up numbers and get the Mavs offense. Um, in order and the second half was absolutely dazzling he can do things and he can kind of just bait you and drive to the basket and these crisp precise passes to find guys that are wide open and just his movement and the way he dictates the offense just just has guys head on a swivel defensively and uh, it was awesome to watch and he outplayed LeBron and AD yesterday big time and the Mavs absolutely smoked the Lakers in the third quarter, and seeing Luca do his thing in person was really cool. It was also really cool to see, or kind of interesting to see, how many people, media members, came out to cover the game and to get a just a glimpse of Luca. Like there was the amount of people in the locker room after the game was um, James Harden level. Like it was, it was like he has attained in the second season true superstar status. Um, I wish you could a- say, I wish you could see my face right now because I have the biggest "get the fuck out of here" type look on my face right now. Why is that? I I don't want to sound like a hater, but I am tired of the Luca hype already. Do you know what? I saw a tweet over the week. I sent this to Zion over the weekend. The tweet read, it was from some Suns writer. I don't even want to give him shine by saying his name. No disrespect to this person. I don't want to be mean to anybody. It said that Luca is already on track to be potentially the greatest basketball player of all time. Are you fucking serious? Well, that person just did that for a headline, so. No, people, people, NBA Twitter, nerd NBA Twitter, that's what I'm going to start calling them, nerd NBA Twitter, was all over it. Like, well, if you look at the VORP and all the, in the analytics, <laughs> like, he was better than 20-year-old, he was like, who's a better 20-year-old, him or LeBron? And if you look at the analytics, it backs up. Bro, people won't even admit that LeBron James is the GOAT right now, and people are trying to say that Luka's on track to reach this someday. Please, the Luca hype is crazy and out of control. And what you just told me, 
backs up that statement. People are already trying to crown this man as the biggest thing in the NBA, and we need to slow our roll. All right, we'll take off your LeBron, uh, LeBron blinders for one second. And How are these LeBron blinders? How are these LeBron blinders? <laughs> all right, all right, Mr. Cleveland. Um, but he but, don't play for the Cavaliers. No, but LeBron did, and you still stand. And as you should stand hard for LeBron, he is one of the greatest players of all time, undoubtedly. But the- again, that's debatable. We can have that debate another time. But in terms of Luca, yeah, what we've seen from a twenty-year-old NBA player in his second season, these numbers are ridiculous. And to project them, obviously, is kind of crazy because you have no idea what will happen. But it is a marvel to see him be this efficient and this offensively dynamic at this age because it doesn't happen. It never he, happens like I, this. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I, I have a take. He's He plays exactly like James Harden, but people get mad at James Harden for the way he plays, even though Luka's pl- doing the exact same stuff. He doesn't. Stuff. No, he's not yes, doing the exact same yes. stuff. Yes, He's really not. They're really playing not. the same style. Am I wrong? There's Zion. much more isolation ball with James Harden. I mean, much more isolation. Bro, James Harden had si- how, 60? 60? 60, yeah, Through 60, three quarters the other days. day. And people are like, oh, it's James Harden. It's just James Harden. Meanwhile, Luka. too. Meanwhile, Luca just oh like Luca's he's amazing. He's doing great stuff. There's something weird going on here with the way people are hyping this up compared to some other guys in the league right now. That's all. So are you alluding to a race? No, I'm not. I'm not. Race car right now, pal. Hey, spit it out if that's what you're trying to say. I think that's what you're alluding to here. People really, really want Luca to be like the face of the league. It seems he's just yeah, but he's fun though. Everyone gets behind. He's the fun, guys. yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's fun. fun. So, so I don't understand but what's why you take it between, to this devious level. But no, but what's different between what him and James Harden are doing right now? That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that James Harden, it's much more isolation, much more pounding the basketball into the floor compared to Luca. What, what Luca's a little more fluid in terms of getting the ball and 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 and, and getting the offense into a. What does well, fluid actually, mean? I'm, I'm, what does fluid I'm mean? This, actually, They're I'm both this very What I'm saying this they. Are, they can be ball dominant, but I think in terms of getting his teammates involved and having the ball movement really percolate and get going, you're gonna see percolate. that more from Luca. I'm uh, so, yeah, yeah. Luca, yeah. Luca's out here running pick and rolls with Dwight Powell and Adams calling it fluid. My, I, uh, I, it was fluid yesterday. The ball. I'll movement. just. Nick Young had a very good tweet about the Harden thing, and I'm just saying the conversation is starting. I think it's weird. This man hasn't even. Been an all star yet, and we are going like, like we're treating him like he's the Messiah. All right, by the way, I just checked the usage rates for James Harden yes. and for Luka Doncic. Uh, yeah, James has a much higher, well, not much it's higher, it's not much a, higher. A, a, a usage, Luke, a higher Zion, usage got, Zion got the numbers <laughs> up, buddy. Number three, James Harden is number one. Yeah, so I mean, in, the, in the whole NBA, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't, bro. Really, <laughs> you bro. can't really debate against that. European James Harden, I'm gonna start calling him that. <laughs> and, 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 but, but what's the craziest thing about Luka Doncic? I mean, there's there's another young guy in the league who's oh, put yeah. who's top five in scoring. Yeah, but also top real five quick, five in assists. I right, got. 
and he's not getting any respect. Because Trey, it's Trey Young you're speaking mm-hmm. of. Trey Young's team sucks. Yeah, Trey Young's terrible. team sucks because look at his roster. I mean, Luka's playing at least with a respectable – he's playing with another star. Real quick, though, the assist percentage. Uh, James Harden, 38% right now. Luka's at about 50%. Yeah, have you ever tried to pass the ball to Russell Westbrook uh, for an open three and see what well, happens? Well, I wouldn't do it personally, but you know what? <laughs> well, James tries, and it's a brick. Uh, he has other shooters. Well, does, does, br- what he, other shooters are out there, buddy? Does, well, I mean, Eric Gordon's PJ hurt. Tucker, so Gordon's Eric Gordon's hurt, right hurt until – hey, you know what I heard when I, I was in Cleveland? What? I didn't get to my Odell rumors. Oh my! Let goodness. me let me let me tell the Odell rumor real quick. Not even Odell. I heard uh, the thing, the leaks are start to are gonna about to come out of the Browns, and I hear that uh, it's it's gonna get bad. Whatever. Enough of that. When I was in Cleveland, you know what team popped up as a Kevin Love suitor? I texted this to Zion. Yeah, you said the Rockets. Rockets are going hard after Kevin Love. I, don't I heard. Get it. I don't get it. Rockets are going hard after Kevin Love. I heard. There's nothing they can do. To make that trade worth doing for, <laughs> it would have to be a three team. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, a three team may, could possibly work, but number one, you got to get rid of Capella. They'd have to figure out how to keep Capella because that de- cannot keep Capella and wrestle. Yeah, but defensively, you be, I mean, defensively you Capella, can't. You, yeah, you Capella need Capella been great defensively, but like that's a you massive need hole Capella. If you take yeah, you need if you, you're adding you Kevin Love. If you're adding Kevin Love to that team, you need Capella. You could try, but there's no assets they can give up that are going to be worth. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, the Rockets. Yeah, the Rockets' defensive rating right now is abhorrent. And then if you take away Clint Capella, who hasn't even been that dominant defensively this season, it would just plummet with Kevin Love. They would yeah, play zero defense. Yeah, well, okay. As they basically a, do anyway. As AI said, nobody plays defense anyway. Well, so. you know what? It's, you it does learned. matter. Come playoff time. So. Yeah, Adam, how you how are your now. mentions after that, buddy? <laughs> Uh, we we had to sun somebody who tried to sun me. So oh, uh, let's not no no he let's not do that. Sun, let's man. not let's not do That's that because strong. I talked to Rashad. Everything's good. Shout out to him. Yeah, we tried to clam me. So we, you know what? Yeah, it it was it was a misunderstanding as often happens on Twitter. We all moved past it. We're all in a better place. Uh, I told him when the Cavs draft. Uh, George Anthony, what uh, Anthony Edwards? George Anthony. Said George. <laughs> Anthony Edwards. I'm gonna need his scouting takes. What were we talking All about? All right, can we get back to the original question of who is currently <laughs> the, your MVP? No. Oh, oh, in the, terms the, of MVP. Oh, the MVP is yeah. LeBron James. Uh, let's move past that because it's LeBron. James. Uh, no, I would have a alternate take. Who? Three who? Over. Who? You can make a strong case for Giannis. You can make a strong case for Pascal Siakam. Bro, and the other person I would say that probably deserves more props than he's getting, and maybe more so than LeBron on his own team, is Anthony Davis. It's LeBron James. It's LeBron James. Enough, guys, enough with this conversation. Go look at, go look at AD. AD leads the Lakers in every single category. He leads them in assists? He doesn't. Good for, good for oh, AD. You want to know what AD, AD leads them in right now? Who, Points per game, who, who rebounds, leads, steals, who leads, blocks. Who leads the NBA in assists? Who leads the NBA in assists? Do you, are you listening to me right now? I'm, I'm asking you a You're question. You're not. You're not listening to me. <laughs> I answer your question. LeBron leads the Lakers in assists and the no, NBA. Okay. Zion, now, Zion. now listen to me. It's all right. Adam doesn't like LeBron. It's okay. No, that's not. The, no, just don't don't accuse me of that. But you're not but trying to get kicked out of Staples. Speaking right here, objectively speaking, right here, if the Lakers have the best record in the league and AD leads them in points per game, rebounds, steals, blocks, he has a highest free throw percentage on the team, takes the most free throws, and has the best defensive rating on the team, and blows LeBron's defensive rating out of the water. Why isn't AD getting more MVP props? Because LeBron James makes everybody better, and he's making AD better. Adam, okay, but, did, he, but statistically, did you, he's been better than LeBron right now. Did 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 everybody see the debate? I'm sorry to switch gears. Did everybody see the debate on Twitter about how certain media companies might tweet about uh, Caruso 
Alex Caruso more oh, than more more than uh what, your Breitbart's your MAGA's <laughs> no what <laughs> are you race baiting again <laughs> no you're not I'm not I'll just say that a certain Twitter account that I've never heard of said that pointed out that a certain company uh, affiliated with Turner Sports we're not dropping their name yeah it has more tweets about Alex Caruso than like Pascal Siakam and it was a whole thing well and, and my point and I made a point on Twitter about it, and this this ties back to this when you play with LeBron, everybody's profile goes up. AD's profile. AD's still a very good player, one of the best players in the league. LeBron is still raising his profile. LeBron is making him a better player, making him an MVP candidate. But it all goes back to LeBron. That's my point. Okay, that's your argument. And statistically speaking, I can back up my argument. So well, we can we can differ. Well, stats are boring sometimes, buddy. Uh, but they also paint a accurate I, picture. So yeah, it's like you can you can gloss over stats, but that's idiotic on your part. Okay, since it we're really talking since we're talking about the NBA and stats and things being boring, let's fix the NBA. Because what's wrong with it is the question. Well, is put that question forward first and foremost. What's wrong with the NBA? Right well, now? here's the thing. I, I I'm not sure anything's wrong with it. But you're a hardcore NBA fan, as most of but, us are right now, so it's a little bit different than what your average casual sports fan Well, here, here's the thing. You know who seems to think there's something wrong with the NBA is Adam Silver because he wouldn't be thinking thinking of ways to fix the NBA if he didn't think that something was wrong. Well, business-wise. His thing right now is obviously Woj and Zach Lowe have been all over this. A mid-season tournament shortening of games, that's their supposed solution to fix the regular season and ratings, which have been down. TV ratings are down in the NBA. These proposed changes leaked. Mark Cuban spoke out against them. He's not a fan. James Hart. It, does, uh, it, it doesn't seem like anybody's really on board with the midseason tournament. My thing about it, it, like you said, is the NBA broken? For casual fans, it is broken. It is. Nobody's watching these national televised games. Diehards are watching League Pass. That's what we're doing. We're watching League Pass every night. We're tuned in. It's the casual fans that they can't get. Casual fans are watching NFL games every week by the millions. 16 million people watch a terrible Thursday night football game because they love football and it's football whatever. Nobody is watching Pelicans Warriors on ESPN on a Wednesday night, and that's the problem. So that's what the NBA is trying to fix. It is. That, that, that's what it is. I do not think that this midseason tournament is the way. I don't like this idea. I don't. I never had, if people know, this. Bill Simmons came up with this idea years ago. Like This is something he's been talking about forever. I just don't think that you can get the players to care about this enough, right? Like We don't have a player with us, and when we do have guys on, I'm excited to ask them about it, former guys, current guys. But... How like you'd have to give them a lot of money, right? Like, like how do you, like what other way outside of money do you get players to care about a midseason tournament? That's it. You have to incentivize them monetarily speaking. Otherwise, yeah, the buy-in and to gear yourself up for that and the disruption of what they're used to, it's gonna, the buy-in to that and the enthusiasm for that is going to be minuscule at best. So yeah, I, I you know it's like I'm not a, I'm not a soccer fan, and some soccer enthusiasts and soccer fanatics out there will praise kind of what. This is a soccer model here, having these midseason tournaments and, and jumbling up what's essentially the regular season. Um, I, personally, from my perspective as someone, obviously, that loves the NBA and, and covers it, I wouldn't say that it's broke, but yes, could have used some tweaking and some fixing here and there. And the most easiest way to fix that is to reduce the number of games in the regular season 
but, but the, the, pro- the players aren't going to want to give up the money. So we can't do that, and that's not feasible. And, uh, you know, drastically changing this, and I don't know if you, you know, there was one scenario I saw where it's like if you gave teams an incentive to pick up an extra draft pick by winning the tournament. or Players don't care things, about that, though. Players aren't going to care about that. Teams will, but players aren't going to give a shit about that unless you're giving them a million extra dollars, you know, for each guy on the team that wins a tournament. So it's Would like, that unless- even do it? Would a million dollars do it? Uh, would James Harden? Would James Harden try extra hard for the chance to win only one million dollars? I don't think so. But, but at the same time, reasonable. you have to factor in this midseason tournament will likely be intertwined with the season record. So like, it's not going to be like, oh, <laughs> these games are different. They're not going to count on the record. But I feel like these games will count on the record. So you're you're still treating it as if it's the regular season. I I, I feel I I don't know. I feel like this isn't the way to go. I think that. For one thing, the difference between the soccer format, I talked to some soccer folks because I, you know, there there's some people around. This? Yeah, you know, because I like to I like to do research. I like to talk to the people, <laughs> so I talked to some soccer folks, and and I found out the difference between those tournaments is they're from different leagues. Those teams don't normally play each other, so it adds there's a novelty exci- to it. it. It adds excitement. These are a midseason tournament where it's going to be the Bulls versus the Bucks. We we see that six times a year already. I think if you gave like the MVP of the tournament a guaranteed date with Rihanna, it'd be a different story. But other than that, incentivizing it, it's like you can't well, come up with anything to, else. We're not we're not objectifying beat. women on the load management on, podcast. Man. Yeah, how's so. that objectifying women? We're we're you know what we're 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 not. Look, it's look, meant look to at, be yeah. Look, it's meant to be. I'm trying to you. get us canceled. Yeah, already no, guys, third episode. Trying to get us canceled. First it's you're going to first you're going to Saudi Arabia now, Rihanna. Like no, let's come on, man. Yeah, we're third episode, buddy. My thing is you who played the race card earlier in the podcast. Well, I. Zion backed me up, so we're all good. <laughs> my thing is... You guys can't take a joke, literally, and that was not misogynistic in any way, shape, or form. My thing is, like I mentioned... Oh, we got Shiva to laugh. The NBA needs some sort of schedule flexing. How many national TV games have the Pelicans had to this point in the season? All because Zion Williamson, who has not played a game. So because of that... The Pelicans, the Warriors, all these teams have all these national TV games without the reason that they got put on national TV. Yeah, but the, the, the NBA the, does have – they can flex teams out of national windows. They can, but it's so hard for them to do, and they can't do it easily. They have to do it six months in advance usually. Well, not like, six like, months in advance. They can do it in less time than that. They, no, they, they have they, the ability they, to flex out, but yes, the early season they, But they don't do it. It's not like they do it. Yeah, but they change it off in the later on in the season to make the most uh, attractive okay, matchup okay, possible. Okay, but they, they happens, need to... But yes, but agreed. It's like they need to be able to do it week Pelicans to week. Matchups. They need to be able to do it week to week so you have the best matchups on when casual fans are going to watch because that's the only way... Like, what what has been the, the biggest casual fan moment of the season? Clippers-Lakers game one, right? For sure. Probably the Clippers-Rockets game the other week, right? Yeah. It, is that it? There's only been a few this league... You know, type moments so far, and we're a month. We're over a month into the season. Like the thing is, there's not enough like on the court talking points about what people like what normal people are going to want to be into. I think that's it. Obviously, you have to factor in all the injuries. Injuries: KD, Kyrie, obviously, Zion. You got to add. There's a lot of injuries. There's, there's a, a lot of injuries. injuries, and at the same time, this is a new league, so people are adjusting to new what or new new teams, new teams, new faces of teams. Okay, so like I'll let ev- you slide on that one. Everyone is like, and obviously the Warriors. We're looking at the Warriors. Steph. Clay, See, here's like, the thing. Did we all talked about how we wanted parity in the league and it was going to be better? The ratings were better when the Warriors were a super team. 
Well, that's because they were healthy. But but <laughs> but do the do the leagues are actually super teams actually better for ratings? Like, is that something that we need to consider? I mean, yeah. I mean, most likely, I feel like they're better for ratings. You're gonna run to the TV. Like, if we're talking about the Heat era, you're gonna run to the TV every time to see the if heat they play. lose or yeah. win. That's yeah. the thing. Because if you even if you're rooting for the the Warriors to lose. You're and it's doubtful that they'll lose. You're still gonna go see and root for that to happen. I feel like there's not a there's not a villain this season, well, they, right? That the villain has to be developed. You can't just be a villain out of nowhere. Look, like, the Lakers, the are, Lakers are developing. Into th- that they're thing. never gonna be the villain. They will be the villain. I don't agree with LeBron that. LeBron James is on that team, at, with, playing with a superstar. He's gonna be a villain soon. Like, I, I think LeBron is too likable to ever be the league villain. Like. Steph and the Warriors and KD were. LeBron was the league villain for most that, of his career. Yeah, but it changed from the Miami. It, it changed after the the uh, after he went back to the, the Cleveland. Cleveland. Yes, but he he now it's come it's coming I, back I, to that. Adam, you're you're in LA. Do you think this Lakers team could be a villain that people tune in to see lose? I don't think so. I don't get that vibe right now from it. They they um, don't have villain vibes. They don't have villain. They don't have villain wait. vibes. You gotta wait for you it. You can wait though. Yeah, I mean, like the big time uh, teams when they get really good, and if the Lakers can continue this incredible success, which I'm skeptical they will, um, they could become a villain if become if they're so dominant and keep destroying teams. Which again, I think is going to stop. But I, the the villain like AD, even though his, his he's not exit, a villain. He's know, too soft spoken. I'm getting to that. I was okay. gonna, what I was saying is that even though he had a kind of messy departure from New Orleans. He's not a bad guy. He's very soft-spoken yeah. and, and very kind of docile, not like you know some some asshole. Again, not, not you know. And LeBron, K- KD was kind of an asshole. I love KD, but he was kind of an asshole. KD, yeah. Way more Russ petty. is an asshole, but Steph, AD's not. <laughs> that doesn't make Steph's sense. An, Steph's a pompous asshole. People he is. People love Steph, but he's still an asshole. But the thing is, people love Steph. And he never like developed a villain like profile. Yeah, he did but, a little bit. He did but every little thing he's gonna do when you're hated. Every they're gonna that, hate every little thing you do. So the the little uh, Simeon, the little yeah, Simeon, the oh look, he's gonna look away before he makes the three. That's that was Steph was doing that all his career. But 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 the the overall they turned into villains. I think the NBA needs a villain. I think that's what they're missing. I think they need someone for the entire for the majority of casual fans to hate. Not even like they need. They need it's something coming. for who? No, I don't think the Lakers are hateable. If the Lakers won the championship this season. The people are going to hate them. That's season. different though. They need. They need a but hateable. That's the thing. You have to uh, let it develop. It's too early to say that because you got to let it develop. It's a new league. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think they need so. I think the NBA needs someone for us to hate. You hated the Celtics. Mm-hmm. You hated the Still Knicks. Hate the you hated the Bulls. Th- that Celtics team. I hate <laughs> yeah, the. But again, but I hate Z- the Celtics. That Celtics team isn't hateable. But Zion makes a good JT point where it's usually the sustained success is what breeds hatred. For sure. It's like you keep seeing these teams win and win and win, and the Lakers have been so bad for the past six seasons. That's that why they're not been villains. Off the radar. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so it's like it's like to me. It's like the Sixers from like three years ago or two seasons ago. Like they were like fun. It was like they're up and coming, and then all of a sudden they get to be really good. And then a season later, you turn on them where it's like I hate those guys and want to see them lose and blah blah blah. I feel like this is like the Lakers where yes, that Sixers have, that Sixers team run, could, the Sixers team this year could be villains. People, people I think they're villains already, but people like, but they could be national villains I think if they take the next step cuz people don't like Embiid. Yeah, and Embiid people and are Simmons sicker sometimes and, too, yes. and people are sick of the Ben Simmons shoot a three stuff. <laughs> the I Lakers, saw, I will say this. The Lakers in terms of They're too likable. They're too yeah, likable. The personalities like those are all very good guys. They're all cool guys, but if they win and become dominant then the the flip the script will flip. I, 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 I don't think the NBA can afford 
waiting for them to develop into that. I think that they need something now-ish. I don't think they would turn that around in one season. It'd be, and, again, it's and the like Rockets, a two or three year run for that, for the ratings and kind of the, the interest and the eyeballs to really change. One more thing on this. The Rockets are a hateable team. The problem is for a villain, you need to have some people like them outside of your own fan base, and nobody outside the Rockets fan base likes the Rockets. Nobody like there. I, I like Russ specifically, but, but a lot of people don't like Russ. A lot of people don't like Russ, and a lot of people don't like James Harden. A lot. We are Adam doesn't like James Harden. He's he's. Uh, how discre- are you saying that? You're discrediting his sixty point game. Stop games. putting words and takes into my mouth. Speaking of old Adam takes, let's Ooh. let's finish on this one because we've had some time. Uh, we've seen some games. Get your bars off. Yeah, we've seen some games. What's 20, tw- over 20 average the last? Averaging over 20, 22.3. You know who we're talking about. Plus 56 for all the nerds out there with the plus minuses. I do plus have the analytics 56. in front of me right now. Here is our walk that back segment. Adam, we are giving you the opportunity. Would you like to walk that back? Your Carmelo Anthony is a bad fit on the Blazers take. He's been much better than I expected. Um, he has boom, been boom, boom. much more efficient and has been more dynamic offensively than I expected. That being said, there's oh, still, defici- there's still deficiencies in the this. game that, again, I don't know if that's truly, truly, truly what the Blazers need in that position long term. But Carmelo's been awesome. It's fun to see him back in the league. It's fun to see him thriving. And that moment that he had with his son in Chicago with Lala on FaceTime was one of the best moments of the NBA season. Wow. Oh, all right. I'm yeah. surprised he didn't bring up competition, though. Because a lot of. Uh, he played the Bulls twice in that three the game. He, he did. No, no. It's, he it's, plays it's, the Thunder. Well, no. That, I mean, that goes into it. That's a part of it. But at the same time, you know, I could bring up defensive rating numbers in front of me right now, but I won't. I mean, uh, the, the please don't, you hater. He's a the, plus 56 for the nerds out yeah, there. Yeah, but the defensive rating has not been good. But that's but that's Carmelo's game. We De- know that. Defense is for nerds. So <laughs> it's important, but yeah, like, it's obviously not what Carmelo thrives at. He's not what he's brought in there. We know that. So, yes, Carmelo, I will say has been much better so far through six games and I think offensively he's been much more efficient and and a little bit different Carmelo than what we saw maybe a few years ago and it's cool um Again, I'm wondering if it's completely sustainable, but I hope he sticks around and I hope he can carve out a fun little role with them for 20 minutes a night and give him 15 to 20. Um, it's minutes. good. It's good. But, again, he's not a defensive player. We know that. And they do need a little bit more defensive help. But he's there to score and he's doing that. So good, you said for, Car- 20 minutes. good for Carmelo. I thought he was playing 36 minutes. Yeah, he played 37 <laughs> last game. But I'm saying when, when they have their full roster back and guys come back and you have Nurkic and if Collins comes back in a, in a Tommy okay, minute, which fair. could be suspect. That's but, fair. you know, his minutes will get cut down at some point. But Carmelo has seemed to take a role that he wasn't willing to take two seasons ago, and that's cool. Like, I mean, he's 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 changed, he's morphed, he's evolved, and it's fun. He is deficient defensively, yes, but he can still score and change the game a little bit, and, and good for Melo. You're still getting your little haterisms in there, but I'm counting this It's in, objective. I'm counting this as a walk that back. You just walked it back, buddy. <laughs> and. And He's uh, been much better and a and a much oh bigger man. difference making than I expected so far. So yeah, it's it it would qualify as a walk back. Your, ap- your apology should be as loud as the disrespect, Adam. I'm it glad wasn't I- any disrespect. It was objective. <laughs> it was objectively looking at a situation, and I and I can admit that again. Melo's impact has been much much bigger and I just said and I never said I wasn't I was mad that he was in, in the NBA it's cool that he's back it's a cool we, we story. picked Mello's up on it. we picked up on the no, feeling no you guys are getting putting fucking words in my mouth hey, which man. is getting annoying it's right all right. now you don't have to say it yeah, you expressed we, it it's alright Mr. Mr. yo <laughs> we, all, we all grew from this situation we're all Mellow fans we're happy that you're on board with us and Team Mellow uh, stay Mellow forever Adam let's get out of here with a few degenerate picks for the week 
What do, what do you like? What do you like this week? Let's get some bets in here because people have been saying uh, that they want more some more they betting. Want more, talk they want us. more gambling talk. All right. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the biggest game of the week? What's the biggest game of the week? That My would be Niners not. Saints. Oh, they're playing down in New Orleans. It's a one o'clock kickoff game Eastern Eastern Standard Time. What's the and spread right now? The Saints are a three point favorite, so basically they're just getting the home field advantage to play right now. Yeah, hammer the Saints. Right now, only 39% of the bets are coming in on New Orleans, and therefore I like to play percentages. And with that stats and that knowledge right there, I'd probably lean towards New Orleans as well. Again, say, uh, Saints, 49ers are traveling a ton recently. I bet like, there's the travel I bet catches up to you a little bit late in the season. I bet they're staying out on the East Coast. They do that. I didn't see that. They've done that already this year, but they've traveled a lot this season. And yeah. traveling again for a second straight week against one of the better opponents, like that does catch up to you. And the Saints, obviously at home, are one of the best teams in the league, although this year against the spread, they haven't been that great. But it's only three points, which is what you're getting for a home field advantage, so I'd probably lean towards the Saints in that matchup. Uh, I like it. Mine that I saw, uh, which I think this line's going to come down, but Chiefs plus three at the Patriots, give me that all day. I think the Patriots are going to be fine in the long run. I do not think that they're going to be fine on a short week against the Chiefs in Foxborough. Give me yeah, the Chiefs. I think people are going to pound that. That line opened up at the. It's going to go Patriots. down. It's going to go down crazy. And they get uh, no. I wouldn't say crazy, but it got. It's been bet down already. It opened at three and a half, and you have sixty four percent of the bets coming in right now. And the Chiefs, which is not 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 crazy, but somewhat significant. It, it's gonna it's gonna be down to Patriots minus Patriots. One. Listen, Patriots are only three and two at home against the spread this season. So I yeah, mean, there give is me the Chiefs value buddy. on the Chiefs. And give you want to the... talk about the third big game of the uh, of the week? No, actually, there's four big games. What's are the Browns involved? Is Browns uh, Bengals not involved? Is Browns Bengals one of them? No, that's definitely not one of the big games. Damn. I'd say the other big game, and it kind of question maybe a fourth one, but the other big game has to be Baltimore and Buffalo. Yeah, that's major playoff implications right there for both teams. Yeah, for the, seeding and for Buffalo being a wild. The card Bills, team. the Bills. I'm sorry, uh, Bills Mafia, but I'm still not buying the Bills. Ravens should roll on that game. That line open up, but Buffalo getting six points. It's been, it's been bet down to five and a half. Um, it's a home game for the Bills, one o'clock kickoff. You know, listen, the Ravens have to. Well, I mean, I guess they played some close games. We have to give them. We have to say that. Yeah, Although, the Browns beat them, and it was wasn't well. Even close. Yeah, I'm, I'm here and there, but I mean, you know, at some point you are due for some close games, especially on the road. That didn't happen against the Rams, where they kicked the shit out of them in, in L.A. But Buffalo the, the is a better are, team. Bills are a good defensive team. That should be yeah. close. But so I, maybe I, if you're getting, but if you're, so, if you're a home team, that's a good defense defensive team getting five and a half points at home it's going to be tough to pass up those points yeah have fun with that buddy it sounds like a loss to me it's just it's just i'm pointing out something that should be taken into consideration considering you do zero fucking research for our gambling picks and i do zero research and we have the same record this year so who I, really, I know i know it's it's just, it's so who really won who really won even though i'm on a massive losing streak right now that's why i'm so depressed because it's a loser monday uh the browns lost i lost everybody lost all of our teams lost. The Jets, Giants, Browns all lost. Oh, you're tanking? Okay, that's all right. Okay, have fun with yeah, that. Yeah, are you ready to walk back your take on Danny Dimes being the fucking savior? <laughs> he, played, he played all right. He, he had three yesterday. picks yesterday. No, he just shut made shut poor up. Decisions, Open man. your yeah. eyes. Take the blinders gotta, off, pal. Y'all got to calm down. It's, what did Aaron Rodgers tell him? He said, learn from the mistakes. Can we also talk about quickly how the best game of the week was watching Duke lose at home to a Southland Conference oh. team? Uh, oh, yeah. So Zion is a big Duke fan. Took great pleasure Let in watching that happen. I knew Duke wasn't going to be good this year. There's no really great team in college basketball. Talk about walk that back. So, you know, it is what it is. It happens. Next year we, we reload, get better, 
It's not gonna happen this year. We're season, here but. for all the Duke tears and the Coach K fucking freakouts. Yeah. Coach and, K and, said he was yes. sick last week. That's why they lost. Man, yeah. Sick. I'm not gonna slander the goat. You yes, are not here. going to slander the goat. On this oh, podcast, this we welcome not, all Duke slander. Mm-mm. Yeah. You got you. Here UConn, for come on. UConn hasn't been relevant since. Come on, uh, HD. Who has, Adam, who, who Adam has more Adam, national Adam, titles uh, in the uh, last twenty years, pal? All right, all right. Every the last one though. Everybody has more national titles in the last twenty years. All right, get out of here. Yeah, yeah everybody. Exactly. Thank you. You answered uh, your own question right did there. Did you UConn. have Zion Williamson? Everybody, calm down. UConn's won without massive one and done players. All right. Nobody cares about college basketball. So that was another episode of the Load Management Podcast. Shiva on the boards. Shout out Shiva. Shout out Shiva. Zion with us today. Adam in LA. I'm Chops in New York. Thank you guys for listening. Continue to check us out. Big surprises on the way. Thank you for rocking with us, and we'll see you next time.